when you look at some of the uh, attacks that we've heard about in the news, we've seen, you know, a manufacturing uh, company in Japan, 14 production lines shut down through a ransomware attack. Imagine the impact to their business. So how it's creating business value, Tom, is really how we mitigate the risk of an attack. Welcome to the Microsoft Cloud Executive Enablement Series, where we speak with Microsoft Cloud senior leaders and experts about the latest trends in technologies we're seeing in the market. The goal of this series is to share with you and your teams our perspective on the business value driven by the Microsoft Cloud for our mutual customers and the opportunities for our partners to grow their business with Microsoft. My name is Tom O'Reilly and I'm part of the team here at Microsoft working on global partner development focused on data platforms and AI. One of the most common questions that we come across today is security, how it's evolving, how it's changing, how the threat vectors have changed, especially in the last couple of years. And there's no better person to help me unpack that conversation than Shirley Strachan. Shirley's been here with us for 14 years at Microsoft and looks after the global partner strategy for cybersecurity. Fun fact, Shirley was the first person here to interview me when I came to Microsoft uh, quite a number of years ago. Yes. Shirley, thank you so much for joining us. It's so good to connect again. Thank you so much for helping us today. How did you end up in the security team? What was the, the drive or the passion that took you there? Well, you know, Tom, when we, when we uh, worked together in IoT, we were at the forefront of building that business for Microsoft around IoT. And as part of that, um, we implemented uh, for a lot of different customers a ton of sensors to collect information, whether that was on a production line, a wind turbine, uh, the processing plant in a gold mine, which I did visit. They didn't give me a nugget. I, I did ask. They started collecting data from, from those sensors primarily with the intent to improve that, that production process. Many of them you know, just collected data, didn't really have a, a good handle on what they were collecting, who has access, what they're doing with that data, and that the endpoints that they implemented created a point of vulnerability in the system. As I looked for my next thing, having done that for six years, I loved being at the forefront of that journey. And we were very early in the journey with security. It, for me, it was a natural transition from IoT because having been partly responsible for, for putting those uh, solutions in place and, and, make, and building up those points of vulnerability, it was like, now how do I go make sure we can protect them? <laughs> I think we all know that the last few years that we've seen a significant rise in the number of uh, cyber attacks. We've seen uh, a great increase in the sophistication of the hackers. And these attacks cause considerable disruption to businesses, to governments. And indeed, when they, when they cause disruption to business, they impact us as consumers as well. Um, cybersecurity has become essential. And our goal at Microsoft is to help secure every customer, every government, and ultimately every citizen against this evolving threat landscape. Yeah, I mean, everywhere you look at the moment, security is top of mind. doesn't seem to matter if you're a consumer, but particularly in the executive boardrooms of companies right now, what would you put it down to? Like, what's, what's really driving this? Why have we seen such an increase in cybersecurity activity and attacks? I think you and I both know we were in the world of building the, the IoT business at Microsoft. We've seen an exponential rise in digital transformation. And that has actually resulted in organizations becoming ever more connected, 
both in the ways they operate and in the services they offer, and also in their business-to-business communications. What that's created is a much broader attack surface area and a significant increase in the entry points that hackers can exploit to launch an attack. I think the second thing that, that, that has happened is we've seen the pandemic. We're all very happy to be coming out of it right now. But it did cause a major shift in how workers interact with the systems of the organizations they work for. Overnight, we had to move to remote work. And even now, as the pandemic has subsided, there is a new definition of hybrid work. Employees are demanding work environments that are flexible, um, equitable, and inclusive, and they need the right tools and capabilities to do their best work. Over the past year, threat actors have continued to take advantage of the vulnerabilities that have been exposed as a result of that. And this has really challenged Microsoft to pivot our security practices and technology to protect employees wherever they work. I think the other thing we've seen uh, is the increase in nation state Mm -hmm. attacks. Um, And these present some of the most advanced and persistent threats that our customers face. I think our principal challenge at Microsoft has really been in managing the prevalence and complexity of the increased nation state activity and the varied and more sophisticated attack methods that hackers are using. And as organizations strengthen their cybersecurity postures, the bad actors respond by finding new ways and tactics to really deliver attacks and evade the detection that we're putting in place. And this is why Microsoft have committed to invest a further $20 billion over the next five years to continually evolve our security solutions to address this ever-changing threat landscape. You know, there's this double-edged sword of wanting to provide uh, open and uh, you know, free access amongst you know, people internally, externally, how we collaborate, how we work with partners. But in doing so, we're also opening ourselves up to vulnerabilities. Given this alarming trend, you know, what do you put down to the increased number of attacks? How are their methods evolving? And, and you know, really, how are we, you know, changing or helping customers to address these security challenges? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you're right. Idle hands make make uh, the devil's work, as they say, right? And I think even with the more recent economic challenges, customers want the best possible protection at the lowest possible cost. I think leaders are facing resource constraints. They need to think strategically about how they can do more with less. And frankly, um, you know, security specialists are, are in short supply. Our security solutions portfolio at Microsoft makes us the perfect provider to really help organizations secure their estates. We actually bring together over 50 security categories in one comprehensive solution platform to protect the entire digital estate. And we've really mapped our security solutions to kind of the five core areas where we really see the biggest threats. We really do that by leveraging these solutions to increase the visibility of the threat signals that we're seeing, reduce the complexity of how we address those uh, threat signals, consolidating the tools and the technology to be able to really detect and respond quicker to those threat signals through automation. We also secure multi-clouds. We've come to realize that nobody is, is on a single cloud platform. And much as we would like everybody to be using Azure, we recognize that we can't just be focused on protecting the Microsoft estate. We have to include legacy systems, we have to include hybrid cloud environments, and we're doing that through our Defender of the Cloud solutions to protect the customer cloud from attack and really strengthen their security posture in the cloud. And it's not just about the people, it's also about the devices that we've seen 
uh, proliferated through IoT that are another access point, sometimes without a people intervention. And last but not least is, is the increase in the, the, the requirements around compliance. Our portfolio is comprehensive which is why we became the only company in our scheme categories ranked as leader in five Gartner Magic Quadrants, nine Forrester Waves, and two IDC Marketscapes this year. So in addition to our huge investments in solutions, we're also making huge investments in skilling our people and in skilling our partners as they support us on this journey, which really shows our will to match our ambitions. And after the upheaval of the past few years, trust is more important than ever. Organizations must be able to trust their technology providers, not just to secure and safeguard their most sensitive data and mission critical systems, but also as a business partner whose vision of the future aligns with their own. Microsoft already have nearly 650,000 customers who trust us to secure their business. How is this actually creating business value or, or you know, is security still just a mandatory cost for the business? How should people think about this? So how it's creating business value, Tom, is really how we mitigate the risk of an attack. When you look at some of the uh, attacks that we've heard about in the news, we've seen you know, a manufacturing uh, company in Japan, I, I, I won't name them, 14 production lines shut down through a ransomware attack. So protection against these types of things are important. It's not just about the, the monetary loss, but it's also about the reputation the impact that that has for those companies as well. We obviously work in a partner team. Uh, you know, the very nature of our game is to collaborate. What changes have you seen over the last couple of years that have been enabled by security to allow us to collaborate closer like we are together today or how we do it with our partners? how businesses communicate with each other in a supply chain, for example, being able to track what's coming in and out of your business from external sources and being able to protect and mitigate against those threats is an area that we've seen uh, recently, uh, an area of acquisition for Microsoft, where we're looking at how we can help uh, organizations to manage those types of risk. Of course, identity and access management has been around for a long time, but moving to a more proactive approach in terms of how we manage permissions management. You know, we, we both moved to different parts of Microsoft. I sometimes wonder, have all my accesses been shut down in the other, other areas of the business that should have been shut down, or are they still sitting there? You know, as we look at um, the way that the Microsoft solutions have evolved and the way that security solutions have evolved in general, we're moving much more from a reactive approach to how we fix things when a breach happens to more how can we mitigate and protect before the breach happens by monitoring threat signals and responding to them and mitigating the issue before there is a breach that, that causes the business disruption. So Shirley, an area very close to my heart, of course, being part of the data team, data and AI team, is data governance. That was one of the areas that you, you shared with us. How should I think about governance and security as peers, as friends, as you know, how does that conversation fit together? Well, when you think about zero trust, it all comes together. And this is why Microsoft is building our security solutions as a platform of integrated solutions. Because when you think about data and who has access to data, it starts with the identity and access management of who has permissions to, to, to touch what, whatever the data is in your systems, right? You know, it's not separate. It's all a part of how security comes together to create that zero trust 
capability. Uh, and all of the, the elements that I talked about, the five core areas, they have to work in concert. What role does security play in making sure we stay compliant with that sovereignty requirement or with that privacy requirement? It, it seems like this continues to mm -hmm. build. So sovereignty is about where the data resides, and there are some governments uh, that, that require certain data to stay within their geography. I think the piece that's more important is privacy and the compliance. We've seen a lot more regulations come into effect around how data gets used, uh, who has access rights to that data, uh, things like the GDPR in Europe. I'm hearing that security is now everyone's job when it comes to being a good employee, uh, but also like how we sell, how we market, how we partner. You know, how is security, how is it becoming everybody's job? Well, it becomes everybody's job because at the end of the day, we are a part of how we leverage the organization's information. And so if we're not paying attention and making sure that we're not opening ourselves up to phishing attacks, uh, making sure that when we see uh, an email that looks suspect, that we're, we're passing it back into our security, the security part of our organization so that they can mitigate any threat or risk that comes from that. It becomes everybody's responsibility to really think about how they are securing the company's information in a way that's compliant to the company's policies and procedures. You know, how are you seeing partners stay current, learn about Microsoft uh, security capabilities? Um, you know, what's the partner play here uh, in terms of where they have the most value for our mutual customer base? We all know we can't do this alone. Um, and it's only with partnerships uh, working in unison with our joint customer requirements that we really drive success. Partners have seen that security is top of mind in the boards, in, at the board level, at the CXO level, that organizations realize that they really have to address uh, their security posture. And if they don't address the security posture, then you know they are going to get themselves in trouble. And this is where our partners come in, because our partners can help our mutual customers assess their current security posture, identify areas of improvement, and implement the necessary controls, leveraging the Microsoft security platform to reduce the risk of a successful attack. We're starting to see insurance companies look at you know, a company's security score as a way to determine the level of insurance that they would provide to those companies. And this is where our partners can really, really lean in and help our customers assess where they stand, what they need to tackle, in what priority order. And I think we are better together. The power of partnership continues to drive forward innovation, and it's really what enables our customers to do what they do best. Has there been one industry versus another that you've seen trailblaze a way through this or has been a real standout in terms of their adoption of this, you know, enterprise-wide and partnership security? Truly security is, is important to every industry. We do see some industries that are a little ahead of the game. Of course, manufacturing is one of those areas because that's where we've seen a huge proliferation of these IoT systems are being implemented and, and that's opened them up to uh, a number of vulnerabilities that they're now looking to address. Uh, financial is another area um, where, you know, the, the, the level of data that they're collecting right now and the financial information they have on their customers, it's absolutely critical and important that they're able to protect that information. We're starting to see some headway in healthcare. Um, and of course, when you're talking about security in healthcare, you could be impacting lives. So it becomes very important. And I mean, you, you bring up the healthcare thing, obviously, 
an industry that's gone through a tremendous disruption, you know, just in the last couple of years. You know, talk us through something like the transition to telehealth. You know, we're used to, we only go to the doctor and see the doctor in person, you know, in less than six mm -hmm. months, that all transition to telehealth. What elements of security enabled that transition to happen so fast? I mean, of course, telehealth is moving data into a world of mobility, right? Um, you know, and, and the level of information that people need access to to be able to, to, to treat you um, over a phone where they actually don't get to see you um, it is important. Being able to protect the devices that those healthcare workers are leveraging to pull that data out of the healthcare systems, the privacy of that information to ensure that that information doesn't go out into the wild, um, that's another area that they, they need to really think about how they're protecting that data. I mean, I remember you and I having, you know, conversations in the IoT world where we talk about things being secured rather than secure, mm -hmm. you know, as one being a, a, yes. a past tense, one being a future statement. How is it that Microsoft with our partners can keep people current? Because it seems like if I look away for a second that potentially you know, there's a new threat or a new emergence of something I don't know. Like, how do we stay current on this? We are actually um, tracking trillions of signals uh, that we're leveraging to monitor and look for the patterns in, you know, ransomware attacks, phishing attacks. And we're leveraging that information to really start being able to detect those signals uh, and mitigate against those signals when we're uh, working with customers who've, who've implemented our threat uh, intelligence solutions. I mean, we've prevented more than 70 billion attacks over the past year alone. You know, we've been in security for a long time. Microsoft wasn't necessarily the first company that came to mind 10, 15 years ago when it came to security. What was the transition? What drove it? Yeah, I would say even probably three, four years ago, we wouldn't have been the first to mind uh, as a security vendor. Um, I think we've taken a deliberate approach to really look at all of the different aspects of where we need to implement security and bring those all together into one platform of integrated solutions to really provide that zero trust framework. As customers look to do more with less, it's important that they have that integrated platform. Our partners also have great skill sets around going in with a customer and doing those assessments to really look at, you know, where are they on security? Where are the gaps? And where are they vulnerable to attack? And how should they take that journey to get to that full zero trust framework? You know, if I'm going to go on and, and pitch to a, a gas station company about, you know, being able to provide differentiated customer experience at the pump, how do I weave the security conversation into that discussion in the boardroom? When you think about an oil and gas company, it really starts with, you know, gathering the oil, first of all, from the oil rig and passing that all the way up to through to the process to where it gets to the gas station. Along that supply chain journey, there are many points of vulnerability. So, so really, when you start to talk about um, security and why it's important, it's, it's no longer a nice to have. It's a must have to protect the organization's data, to protect the organization's information, to protect the security of their employees. As we go into the boardrooms, it's, I don't think it's, I, I don't even think that we have to push it as hard as you might think, because I think every organization has realized that they have to address 
their security posture. And the journey isn't just about implementing technology, it's also about the business process change that they have to implement. As I'm certainly discovering in the world of data and AI, it's a team sport. How do I make it part of my job every day to stay up to date on these sorts of things? How to talk reliably to it? You know, how, is that something I look at the news? Like, how can I be a good security citizen within my company? Within Microsoft, we also have our digital defense report that we do. Uh, the 2022 edition uh, is available, and it really does examine the current state of our digital threat landscape and provides some real-world guidance for how companies should think about improving cybersecurity. It's a great source of knowledge and something that's also available to our partners, by the way. It talks about the modernized security systems architectures that are key uh, for really managing threats in this hyper-connected world. And to your point, you know, sustainability is creating even more of that hyper-connection. So Shirley, unfortunately, we're coming almost to a close of our time. It has been so great to talk to you. Is there any final things that you want to add for the team? Innovation and enhanced productivity can really only be achieved with the right security measures in place that make an organization as resilient as they possibly can be against a, a modern attacks. And this is where our partners can truly help us in driving those risk assessments with the customers to understand where they are from a security posture perspective, helping them to take the journey on where are the gaps, what do they need to fix, and what, how should they prioritize all of that? Because it's a lot to try to do all at once, and, and it needs to be, to be done uh, a little at a time. You, know, you need to bite the elephant one bite at a time. Many of these organizations don't really know how to manage a security operations center, so again, many of our partners, our managed service security service provider partners, are providing those services as an outsourced service. It really is crucial to build cyber resilience into every fabric of every organization. Uh, and we can't do it alone. Our partners are really critical to how we'll achieve that. Shirley, you talk with this with so much passion. Last question before I let you go. What do you love about your job? I love Working with partners and customers every single day, I learn more about the world of security and what's needed and how do we make our, you know, our partners, our customers, our communities more secure. It is a world that's evolving, so I'm continually learning and I love that about my job. Um, and it's a great place to be and we have a great set of partners in this world of security as well. Being responsible for making sure organizations are secure that feels good. Shirley, thank you so much for your time today. I have learned a lot. I'm sure anyone watching this, listening to you, is, will not, uh, not be able to not be impassioned by this topic. Thank you so much again. Yeah, thanks, Tom. It was great seeing you again. Take care. Bye. And that wraps up today's episode. Don't forget that this episode is a part of a series featuring some of our most experienced and innovative global executives, packed full of great insights and examples of how to make the most out of working alongside Microsoft. If you haven't already, make sure to check out our other episodes. No matter your industry or area of focus, the Microsoft Global Partner Enablement Team is here to enable you and your teams to achieve more. If you want to watch this episode, it's also available as a video. 
If there's an area of cloud innovation you'd like to hear more about, please send us a note at salesenablement-gsi at microsoft.com so that we can create content that meets your enablement needs. Thank you for listening. Thank you for engaging with us. And thank you for being a Microsoft partner. We'll see you on the next episode of the Microsoft Cloud Executive Enablement Series. Thank you.